Uh, greetings, Mr. and Mrs. Middle America and all the ships at sea. This is Ian Putnam on Coast to Coast AM. And to the hostile, invading alien armies hovering silently behind their cloaking devices just outside of Earth's atmosphere, remember, eat the Canadians first. Uh, and that was very relevant in the first two hours of last night's conversation Friday night on Coast to Coast. Uh, when we had on Bill Konkoleski, if you have Coast Insider, go back and listen to that. Uh, we we're talking about the most recent preliminary assessment addendum. They won't, the Pentagon, the Department of Defense will not release actually the assessment. They won't release their report uh, on UAPs until 2026 or something like that. But they keep releasing these limited uh sketches, essentially, of what some of the material might be by the time this report comes out. And they added earlier this week, without giving us any details or categorizations or anything that's really helpful, uh, they added 171 unexplainable uh, uh, phenomenon, and they they asked... Essentially, you know, for people to respond to that or just to sit tight and wait for the big report. But talking to Bill Konkoleski last night, he's the director of MUFON in Michigan, uh, with whom we've had a conversation a couple of times on Coast to Coast. Uh, Their clearance rate is 95 percent at Michigan MUFON. So they can disprove 95 percent of the claims that come in, leaving out of, say, an annual number of 200 uh, about 10 that they can't explain, whereas the Pentagon's number and percentages were way higher, but tantalizingly few details to go along with it, except that we know that these reports have come from Navy pilots, from you know Air Force pilots. They've come from the Department of Defense, but they've also come from commercial aviation. And so that's all they'll tell us. I think there's some ground sightings as well that pertain to this. But it, it, it really doesn't give us a lot to go on except for their number is much higher. So what are they not doing right that Michigan MUFON can clear out 95 percent of the claims that are made and still come up with a solid 10? Um, and the government does 171 that it posts. So I don't know. But it was an interesting conversation, and there was a lot of callers, and, and it was a fun open lines, too. So if you've got Coast Insider, go back and enjoy that. And if you are listening right now uh, over terrestrial radio sometime and you're stuck somewhere, remember, too, you can always listen to the first hour of Coast to Coast AM uh, through YouTube. Just subscribe right there. And this is going to be one of those shows you're going to want to listen for. I, I've been fascinated with the scholarship on the investigation into the death of Princess Diana since I saw last Sunday's interview with Prince Harry, right, or the Duke, whatever. And and here he was saying that he still doesn't buy it. And he still suspects and did for a long time in his life, much more vehemently in the past, uh, but still harbors feelings that somehow that she had been targeted and murdered. And for whatever you think about Harry, I just thought it was an interesting revelation. Uh, And in fact, I haven't read Spare, which was this huge book, came out, over a million sold. Uh, It... uh, it, I don't know what more else is in there on that subject, 
But I do know that it made me go and do sort of a deep dive on exactly where does the conversation leave off on the official reports? And that got me thinking about the royal family in general. And then we bring in Glennis McCants, and we'll do that in just a few minutes. And we'll talk about the numerology of the royal family. She used to write pieces for the Daily Mail uh, doing their numbers, running the numbers. And she says she was at 100% in her predictions. We'll get back to that in just a moment. If we're talking about millions, though, wow, what a big night for somebody in Maine. They were the sole winner of the 1.3 plus, you know, and change uh, billion dollar pot in the the mega millions. That's a lot of money for one person, even if you take the one-time cash payout. And this one person is going to be taking home that giant pot of money. I don't think yet they've released more money details. If they have, I didn't catch it. Um, but it goes to this. It speaks back to a story that we kept hearing about, which is that billionaires and this, you know, this this has been sort of bubbling up all throughout 2021 and 2022 that that a lot of very, very wealthy people are trying to, quote, cure death. And they're working on the death cure. But it would only be for the people who are the mega rich. And these people will want to have a, a kind of immortality where they would be able to enjoy their billions of dollars for the rest of their lives. Uh, but what form will that take? And we thought, well, this is where we bring in Professor Bart Costco. Dr. Costco has been on this before. We'll talk about this from a couple of different standpoints. Where exactly do we stand on the technology to create holograms, interactive holograms of people? Uh, and then what about the actual science itself of immortality? Back to that coming up later on next hour. But first, Glennis McCants standing by. Uh, get out your pad and your paper. Because uh, uh, really, as we're always fond of saying, uh, Glennis has your number. Next on Coast to Coast AM, this is Ian Punnett. I have a lot of fun on Twitter. Uh, and if you follow me at Deacon Punnett, uh, you'll see some photos that I posted last night during the show, a la Art Bell back in the day. Uh, but it was, uh, but it was my distinct pleasure over the last couple of years to get the occasional DM from Glennis McCants. It's been a while, though. How are you doing, Glennis? Hi. How are you? Happy New Year. And to you. But we haven't chatted recently. No, except through Twitter. I know. It's just funny to me. <laughs> well, it's great to talk to you tonight. I'm really happy to be here. Well, thank you for agreeing to it. So I, I know that you wrote for the Daily Mail. I know that I, I want to get... I want to drill into that a little bit, too, but I understand yeah. just kind of aside from that, you've been a bit of a royal watcher. Oh, yes. Uh, and to clarify, Maggie Harbour is the gal who would interview me for the Daily ah. Mail. So she loves my work. She's actually a major Coast to Coast follower. That's oh, how she found me originally. Oh, and good. so she would interview me on the Daily Mail, but then I would also do the TV show, and I would cover the royals. I mean, as those babies started popping out every right. time I'd cover how are they going to get along with the family? You know, what do the numbers tell us? 
just, they tell us so much. And what was exciting for me, going back to 2018, when Prince Harry first hooked up with Meghan, I was able to run the numbers, and I could see the problem. I could see what would lay ahead and what my concern was, and that's what's been playing out. Well, we'll get to that. I will say, yeah. in, prefer- in preparation for your visit, I've been promoting it a little bit, and I got, you know, the usual weird pushback that says, you know, this is not the way that they do it in the Bible. And I thought, you don't actually read the Bible. The Bible's full of numerology. If there's all of numerology, yes. one of consistent theme beginning to end, it's gematria in the Bible. Yes. It really is. You know, when you look in the Bible and you look at those numbers, the interpretation breaks down the same as numerology. Right. Yeah, it, it does not interfere with spirituality or faith. It just doesn't. Well, not to mention even just the the idea of numbers as representing wholeness or numbers representing yes. brokenness. And, and yes. we don't even, you know, we, we think of 666 or whether mm-hmm. other people argue it really should be 616 as the sign of the beast or whatever. It's still a lot of numbers. And mm-hmm. the original readers, be they Hebrew or Greek readers, uh, they caught all of that. There, they, they, it wasn't outside. And that was a big part of even what might have been considered the, the, the wise men that came to the to the manger um, yeah. was that they were they were they were as much astrologists as they were astronomers they were as much into yeah. that type of of understanding of science with numerology and signs and symbols as they were in anything that we would consider to be hard science today very very true and you do see those patterns like when we talk about that number seven right in the bible sure enough it is about you know the ocean and lessons and test of faith and the number four every time you look at it in right. you break down energy it's about learning the hard way but learning it's about what do we do when you see those numbers following follow you around what are they telling you there's always a message well and the number 12 um which you know the 12th tribes of Israel, yeah. the 12 disciples, yeah. 12 pops up all the time. And and that's always interesting when we look at the number 13 as this is typical numerology. Right. Is it's, it's just one off from perfect. It's one off from good. So whether it had right. been 11 or 13, it, was sim- it represented something symbolically that it wasn't 12. And do you end up seeing the number 12? Personally, do you see it? I can. So remember where we are in this. I'm I'm really interested in the subject, but I've never been able to codify it in any useful way for me. I find it interesting when you talk about it, because I know that you see these things in sort of categories and ways. To me, I just see numbers everywhere. So, (laughs) I I mean, I don't, but but I'm fascinated by that. But what you're talking about, like the the classic clock structure where people say they always see 1212 on a clock and that kind of thing. Well, most of them talk about 1111, which is just, you know, okay. Geller would tell you the universe is wide open to what it is you want. So focusing for that minute on what's going on with you, whether it's I need to find a home where I can live or a new job where I can make good money, a lot of people use that energy and have good results. Well, the 12, yeah. we were talking about the 12 signs of the zodiac. Uh-huh. 
But so that, gonna... originally there had been 13, and there was one that's missing, which I thought was really, that was <laughs> which fascinating. Which up everything, right? Yeah. And, yeah, hence the reason I just stick to numerology, because that has not changed. But I, I will tell you something funny. The number 12, uh, you know, obviously quarterbacks, a lot of them were that number yeah. 12. Right. I just find if the energy is compatible to you, it helps you have more success. That is what I know. But also, when you look at one, two, if you add it together, it becomes three. Well, one is ambition, two is love, and three promotes communication. So there's magic in that combination. Like, I, I personally love that number. Well, and I, I thought it, you, I was you're like, you're the only one I ever talk about with this sort of thing. But I think eight is what you put on my in my mind. So I, right. I do I do look for eights, but that's because of you. And so when I see right. it, whenever I see anything to do with an eight, I always like the way eight because it looks like an infinity and it mm-hmm. feels right. But mm-hmm. it uh, and it was it was always my favorite number to draw as a child. I always like mm-hmm. to draw an eight and I feel for whatever reason drawn to eight. But that kind of brings us back to the royal family. And if yeah. you if if you broke down relationships by numbers what did yeah. you what do you see um glennis mccants in yeah. the way in which the members of the royal family uh are laid out in the universe by their numbers well i find this family remarkable and queen elizabeth when she passed away it's of course interesting the woman was in her 90s but she was just such someone we were so used to that when she passed away, it was still a shock. Yeah. People were like, oh, my gosh, what do you mean she's not here? So when I ran her numbers, it made me realize how come that woman was able to stay above the fray, no matter what the scandals, right? No matter what came her way, the world was mourning her. Well, that was in her numerology. And I'll tell you, keeping it simple, yes, it's true. There's a numerology blueprint. Three numbers come from a name. Three numbers come from a birthday. The six numbers tell you a story. And then you can compare it to someone else. Some numbers are a challenge to each other, and some are compatible. So going to her, here's why she did so well with it. She was a seven life path. She also had a seven attitude. She knew how to step back. She knew how not to jump in or say something she'd regret later. And even when Harry talks about her, he says, and then my grandmother sat there quietly listening. Remember, he says that. He talks about the way she did that. And honestly, we can all take a page from a person like that, right? Because sometimes when we speak and don't think about what we say, we have to deal with the repercussions. So when you were if – you, if you looked at the numbers from when they were first betrothed, mm-hmm. um, you could anticipate the success of the relationship between um, the – uh, the Queen Elizabeth II yes. and the and the Queen Consort that she had married. You, you're thinking that already you could tell that how that relationship was going to go. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. You know, okay. during numerology, as long as I have, 1995 is when I first went on air, like radio, TV, and helping people. Right. I studied it for years before that. When I look at numbers, they come to life for me. And so when Meghan Markle and Prince Harry got together, I could see where they were compatible, but I also saw their challenges. But the concern I had was Kate Middleton and Meghan. Okay. Because when I looked at that in, I could see they had four challenge numbers out of six. I can't emphasize how hard it is 
when you hang out with someone that has that many challenges, it means they misinterpret you all the time. Hmm. And these are women, right? Powerful women. You've got Prince William, who loves his wife, and you've got Harry, who loves his fiancée at the time. They're going to stand by their woman, and as a result... That is where the poison began. I will, I, I will stand by that. That was 2018. I could see it. I was hoping it wouldn't be the case, but it certainly turned out to be. So, but even going back to Queen Elizabeth, you think yeah. that when you, what, what did you know or what did you suspect as you looked at those numbers on how her children and then her grandchildren were going to fare in the royal family? Well, here's what I could see. The number two kept coming up uh, with the men. So you got Prince William, who's a two-life path, uh, Prince, well, King Charles, who's a two-life path, and his father, Prince Philip, a two-life path. What does that mean? A two is someone who is willing, if they admire the leader, they're okay following, they're okay supporting. So that's energy. So I found it fascinating. She was surrounded by people who would support her, who would stand by her, you see? Right. And yet, Prince Harry is not a two. He's a one-life path, and that's why he has cut a different path. That's why he's speaking up for him. This was all about family, and when I say that, I mean his family, right? His right. wife, his child. Where does that come from? The number six. He was born on a sixth day. He has a six attitude. That is rescuing the damsel in distress. They and that would be people that go ahead. That, that'd be Megan is the damsel. Yes, he saw her as well. She certainly was at the time. The damsel in distress, where it was like, look, uh, we know through the tabloids what happened with the British press. The woman was attacked in ways that she was not remotely prepared for. And when he saw it and asked for help, and this I certainly believe to be documented, it was Charles, King Charles now, who said to him, look, this happens. You know, it, almost to say you need to suck it up, right? We are the royal family. We have to deal with this. We cannot do anything about it. But he couldn't take that. And that is in his chart. But what people also need to understand, he was very, very close to his grandmother. You see, in numerology, they were a natural match, and that's what we hope for. Natural match means natural rapport. They did get along very well. Okay. How about with – and it was interesting in the most recent interview we talked about everybody – like nobody got along with Camilla. And everybody would say, don't, you know, beg their father, don't make her, don't marry her, don't make her queen, all of that. Was that anything you ever saw coming? Uh, Are you kidding? I would have been one of the kids saying the same thing, wouldn't I? All that does is bring us back to Lady Diana, okay? The woman was beloved. We adored her. When she passed away, I don't know anyone who did not cry or feel the pain of losing her. So... Who's the villain in that story? It becomes Camilla, because what we know is that Prince Charles was in love with her forever. He always loved her, but she was married to somebody else. And so when it came full circle, you can't blame the sons for not wanting that woman to be their stepmother. But is there anything in the in the numbers that would say they are they're sort of doomed to not get along with 
Camilla. She, you know what? Remember, they were actually surprised that she did not turn out to be the wicked stepmother, to be clear. So it wasn't like she was really cruel or mean to them. But there were things, when you're already hurt, see, this goes back to the number nine. If you're asking a specific number, nine have issues with abandonment. And William and Harry both have it. They have that nine. And when they lost their mother, no matter what, that's a form of abandonment, isn't it? Yeah. So I, I see that. And I it brings me back to then to Diana's death. Mm-hmm. And, and how comfortable are you when you look at the numbers of somebody's life to be able to anticipate something like longevity? Does that ever come up? Here's what comes up. There are personal year cycles that I become concerned. So I'm going to give you a current example. Lisa Marie Presley, okay? When we heard she had a cardiac arrest, I instantly looked up the year she was in, okay? Because that's what I do. The cycle of eight, sometimes we become a victim with our health. Nine means it's like a, a wrapping up, coming to completion. Well, she had just entered the cycle of one, and I said to myself, well, she's either going to complete the nine-year cycle here or move right on to her next spiritual level. All right, hang on to that. We'll come there. And I want to I ask you about the numerology of the night that Diana was killed. And then step aside from the numbers. If you're a royal watcher, where are you with the current research into how she died? Uh, and then... Bart Costco coming up next hour, Coast to Coast AM. This is Ian Bonnet. Now to the top of the hour, we're going to be talking about two princes, Harry and William, but also about their mother, Princess Diana. It was, I guess, surprising to me. I, I raised my eyebrow anyway when Harry still seemed very unconvinced uh, that the report, the official report, tells the real story of what happened to his mother. So we thought we'd bring on a fresh perspective on that and somebody who is both a royal watcher and a numerologist, Glynis McCants, coming up next on Coast to Coast AM. This is Ian Punnett. Uh, Glynis McCants has a love by the numbers, which is probably a good time with uh, Valentine's Day coming up, don't you think? You, Absolutely. Do you, do you see a big kiss around this time well. of year? Yeah. Uh, and how how many... How many times has this book gone into new editions? Because it's been around for a while. Well, we it was originally a hard copy. Then we added more information for the paper. But what I'm doing, there's an audiobook version that's coming out. Oh, good. And my goal is to get it out in February. Yeah. I had been promising it, and then I fell off track with the lovely pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And I, and I hope you're the one doing the voiceover because you've got a great voice. Thank you. I am doing the voice, yeah. Good. Uh, and then but uh, but that that's interesting to me because um, it's it's cool that you've got that book. But are do you have anything else in your back pocket you still want to kick out before? Oh, yeah. No, I'm okay. I'm working on something that's very appropriate for what we've been through. Like this last couple of years, a lot of people lost their way. You know, yeah. a lot of us fell into depression or just felt sad, and yeah. they're having a hard time getting back on track. And I'm I'm working on something to help them do that. So I'm really yeah. excited about that. That is this year. I, yeah, and I, I don't know that my numbers back me up on this or not, but I have to say just for whatever reason, I feel like I'm going into a great year. Well, it's can just, you give me the month and day? What's your birthday? March 3rd, 1960. Okay. But I mean... 
I just feel like it. You know, okay. I just, there's something about this year that just makes me. I'm a. I've, I just feel energized, kind of a right. little bit. Yeah. So keeping it simple. First, we just take a look at your life path number. Now, you know, in your case, you are a four life path. And what does that even mean? The four is the one seeking knowledge. Every time you learn something new, you feel called to share it with others. Like if you can make a difference that way, you will. Now, this world number just shifted. 2023, when you break it down, two plus zero plus two plus three is seven. Okay, you add that to the month and day you were born. So you said three plus three, right? Yep. March yep. 3rd. That's a six. So seven plus six is 13. One plus three is four. You just entered a personal year of four, and you're a four life path, which makes it your year. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's, that's what you picked up. No, I'm serious. What it does, you feel it. As quickly as the year shifts into the new cycle, you're like, huh. This is different. Yeah. You know, as, as a matter of fact, you're going to feel like more grounded. It helps you focus. It makes things more clear to you. But yeah. whenever your life path is in alignment with your personal year cycle, that's good news. Yeah. You know, I, I had a personal uh, thing. I, I don't know if you saw. I tweeted it out. I, it would, 2022 is just one of those years where, for whatever reason, I mean, I, I pulled a hamstring. Originally, it was on the back of my Achilles, and then mm-hmm. I did it again, and it was behind my knee. And it was I didn't break it. And I was trying to avoid surgery, and then uh, the pills had to do with this. And so one thing led to another, and I, I was getting up every morning. I was taking, like, six pills, and I thought, I don't want this anymore. So it, that was my New Year's resolution for 2023, was that I would be uh, pill-free in 2023. And I'm, I'm pretty close to that. Well, here's what's also good news. Not only can you make that happen, but when you're in a cycle of four, it makes you want to learn what you don't know, right? So yeah. when you were taking those pills, you took them because you were trying to feel better, but now you're thinking there's got to be a better way. Yeah. And I would say as you discover what that is, please share it with your listeners. Uh, I'll do that. Well, you'll be the first to know. I'll DM yeah. you. Yeah. I'll let you know. Uh, yeah. All right. So we were talking about so we were talking about the Princess Diana thing. And so let's get back to that because as a both a royal watcher, Glynis McCants, yes, has yes. been following the story as an observer, but also then with the through the lens of her specialty in numerology. So, as you look at that night, mm-hmm. right? As you see that night, the night that she was killed, mm-hmm. is there anything significant about that that would back up a claim that said this was not a a like a cascading failure, as they would call it, like a failure cascade of, you know, too many paparazzi, too much speed, maybe a little alcohol, maybe whatever, but that there was something more nefarious involved? Well, there's a couple things. One, I look at each day energy, right, because every day right. has energy in it. For Lady Diana, that day was not in alignment with her. Like I would, you know, I created those numerology calendars where I tell you what's good for you. Right. In that day, it would be called a good day for you personally. Do not count on anyone else. Well, wasn't someone else driving? Yeah. This woman was not in charge that day. So when the speeding happened, and here's what I would also say, it was as if she had a bounty on her head, because if memory serves, you could get a million dollars for a photo of that woman. That's how big it was back then. So it really was a frenzy, and it was heartbreaking. The other thing I noticed about what she was going through, I look at the person you're dating. Remember, she was very much involved with Dodie Alfayette, right? Right. Yep. 
well, I'm the one who will look at that chart and say, is this good? Meaning, is this a good relationship for her? So check it out. There's a pattern in numerology, and she shares this pattern with Dodie. Let me tell you what other couples had this pattern. Natalie Wood with Robert Wagner. John F. Kennedy Jr. with Caroline Kennedy. And I had one other. Um, who else was famous? Dodie, Diana, John Kennedy with Caroline. And one other was Farrah Fawcett with Ryan O'Neill. So really? even though she, quote unquote, she didn't die like in a crash of any kind, but it was a bad relationship, right? It, it was toxic. See, when the numbers are toxic, as I told you, it's a breakdown in communication. So who knows what happened in the car? Did Diana say, please slow down? And no one listened. We don't know what happened. But I cannot blame uh, Prince Harry for feeling he doesn't have the whole story. Of course, I believe that's true. And I do think more will be revealed. So that, that, that's an interesting point about power, because um, then it wasn't just that somebody else was driving. Right. Uh, Dodi Fayed's, as I understand it, his mm-hmm. whole re- part of their relationship was based on the on his on his fortune and his mm-hmm. ability to take care of her and to protect mm-hmm. her and the children mm-hmm. um, very much like how um, Jackie Kennedy got involved with uh, Aristotle Onassis, that that money gave them a wall between the paparazzi and whatever. Um, And so in her case, though, then there was so there was the security that was assigned to her. Then there's Dodi Al-Fayed and then there's the driver and then there's the paparazzi who are chasing him. You would. That's a makes an interesting point about how if that were just numerologically speaking if that yes. were a bad day and her Absolutely. best her best play that day would have been stay at home have a cuppa and uh, uh, it- cer- certainly not get it involved you know where she always did best when you have that seven energy remember love of the ocean you see that woman whenever she was near water she was her happiest right like on a cruise ship or something where she was having fun the driving we already know and i know this to be true the speeding the alcohol and then these people the the paparazzi chasing for money they wanted that photo and it's just heartbreaking but i want to say something else to prove my point regarding kate middleton and megan yeah I was looking at the brothers because, you know, we're hearing stories, right? We heard they had a fight and the brothers like, get up and fight, and he didn't. Do you know when I say there's six numbers, you can either have a compatible number, a natural match number, or a challenge. When I look at their chart, it's compatible, compatible, natural match, natural match, compatible, natural match. That means these two loved each other. They did have a bond. Not only did they lose their mother, they shared that pain, right? They compared notes. But when Megan came along, technically, even though they're in love and they have, a, they do have a soulmate connection, but they also have challenge numbers. And what does a challenge number do? It promotes chemistry. And that's what you do see in Harry. That Remember on the wedding day, I don't know if you watched, where he's like, you look so beautiful. Like, he was right. just so enamored. And so this has not been easy. Like, I know that as a couple, they have breakdown in communication. But I promise you, when Prince William first met her, I believe he liked her just fine. I really do. And um, then it got, it became a problem. It became contaminated? 
Well, it, it also became competitive. Remember that. Like, it's true. Kate Middleton is a beautiful woman, but so is Meghan Markle. And when Meghan showed up, it was this whole different spin. And I think there was a defensiveness to that. Yeah. And it's true. The, uh, you can relate to this. And technically, Meghan's a double four, born on a four-day, four-life path. One of the things a four must be careful, it's what they say. <laughs> like, mm. You'll think you're just being honest, but mm. people can misinterpret right? Sure. Like you're just being direct, and they're like, oh, you're rude. Right, well, right. remember what he ended up saying, William. He's like, she's rude. She's abrasive. She's difficult. That right. is what a four can be accused of. And then they're in shock. They're like, whoa, I was just telling the truth. Right. I meant no harm. Right. But yeah, see, I- when you're toxic, you misinterpret. So Kate misinterpreted Megan from the very beginning. Yeah, I, I went through that with my MMPI when I was uh, going to seminary, mm-hmm. and they uh, they uh, they gave me all these different tests, right? And so they they called me into the office before I was admitted, and they said, um, "We got some good news and some bad news. Um, your personality type and where you fall on the spectrum here on your you know ENTP or whatever I was, and I don't even remember what it was, but mm-hmm. I, wherever I fell on that scale and combined with something else, they say we only see about one percent of people with your particular alignment that go into seminary. Mm-hmm. So the good news is. Um, professors will love the fact that you're there because you're going to stir the pot. You will start conversations. You will be engaged and people will react to you. The bad news is you will be memorable for all the wrong reasons. And he said, you should know that going in that people will like, you will say something that you think is so like boring and it'll be shocking to other people. And I think, no. And they said, just know that now because you may not want to go through that for, for three and a half years in seminary. And they said, there's also one other person who's in your class that has that same, we won't tell you who it is, but we, you will find each other immediately. (laughs) And, and I thought that was so funny. So like I was, I was in my first like two weeks of orient disorientation or something like that for, for seminary. And this woman walked in, she, I think she was from Czechoslovakia or Romania and she had ripped jeans and uh, it was like camouflage shirt and part of her butt was hanging out of the back of the jeans where it's cut just like the top of her thigh and I yeah. was like oh that's so cool and then she got the exact treatment that I got through the whole semester of course I thought it was so funny but it's uh, true so that goes back to you to you it's like look if I'm telling the truth that's all that matters and then I end up saying to a four it's still an art form you got to yeah. find those words. Right. Yeah. So what about Dodi Al-Fayed? Because you, you bring him up. So could it be that Princess Diana, I mean, if we're just going to look at this numerologically, if if it were a bad day for Princess Diana, maybe it was yeah. a great day for Dodi Al-Fayed. Yeah. And, and yeah. W- w- Here's you know, the problem. I'm yeah, actually ahead. talking about a relationship. Like I'm telling you that yeah. sometimes you have a pattern, and because I've seen it again and again, just like the famous people I just cited with you, right. I have couples that have that number pattern. Sure enough, maybe the husband, he, was, he didn't even drink, and then they get married, he becomes a major alcoholic. Hmm. So what I'm telling you is it can bring out the worst in us when it's a real challenge. And that's why, so back then, before this happened, not there was no accident yet, when I saw the number pattern between them, I was concerned. 
Right. And yet it's hard to predict something like this. Right. Um, but I, I do think that's an interesting event. If we looked at the relationship here, just go with me and find out how crazy this thought is. If we looked at the, the numbers of, of everybody in the limousine um, right. and we thought, okay, wait. Everybody there has formed a temporary relationship. Um, everybody is in relationship with you, with each other in some form or another inside of that car. Mm-hmm. Um, and and could you do a relationship number of all of the people inside of the car and make a determination about the success of that grouping of people together? Well, sure, especially the driver, though, you see? Yeah. Because there was someone driving, I would run the numbers on that driver and see what personal year cycle they're in. What kind of day is it for them? That would be my concern. Right. You know, because no matter what, this woman at the time that Lady Diana passed, she was truly the most famous woman in the world, right? Right. Everyone was had eyes on Diana. And you, you know why she was so loved? I'm going to go right back to Queen Elizabeth. Lady Diana was a seven, just like the queen. So she, even though she could be loving and sweet, she still had mystery. We didn't know her whole story. That's why when she did that interview and kind of talked some of her truth, it was so shocking because no one knew her story. But when you have mystery, it makes people want more. And and you know who else had it? Marilyn Monroe. Hmm. Think how these people, they pass away, but it doesn't matter. We still want to know more. Um, so Trevor Reese Jones was the British bodyguard who was badly injured in that car crash, but survived. Mm-hmm. So he would be another interesting guy to run the numbers on. And then uh, Henri yes. Paul was the driver. Cause I couldn't remember his name. I had to go look yes. it up. So, so that, yeah, yeah I so put them all together and like shake it up. I'd like yeah. to see what that. I would, I would to like be. to see the one that did survive because. You know, it, it, there is something you said about the energy of a day when everyone else does not make it, but you do. Right. I'm all for figuring that out because, hey, everything is vibration. And she was going through so much at that time, but I promise you, in that car, she was not in control whatsoever. And I think it's true. Dodie was trying to protect her, but he didn't realize that his driver had been drinking. But they all could have survived if they'd been wearing seatbelts. Yeah, isn't that remarkable as well? So it was yeah. all, again, it's not paying attention to those details, but then you, this is what I want to say about Harry, because of course I'm listening. We all have social media. People are very comfortable ripping Meghan Markle to shreds. Right. They're putting down Harry. But I say this, try to remember this child lost his mother and he was 12 years old. And in his chart, I can see it. If he could have protected her in some way, he would have. It's in his chart. The number six, remember what I said, rescuing the damsel in distress. What he's doing right now, he's crusading for his mother. Sure. He's literally, listen to what he says. It's like, look, she was dating a man. He wasn't white. You know, he's trying to compare the two to say that she was being harassed for her decisions as he has been. And so what did he do? He said, he, he, what upset him about his father, he thought, shouldn't my dad try harder than what was before him instead of saying we have to suck it up? That's mm. how he felt. So he is now the one changing the situation to say, I'm taking my child and my wife. I will do this differently. What do the numbers say in the minute we have left? What do the numbers say about the future of the royal family? 
Well, I, I tell you, uh, William and Kate are incredibly compatible in numerology. So that is where I see uh, it being celebrated once again. I think for King Charles and Camilla, it will not be as easy because here's the difference. Remember I said the mama knows how to keep her emotions to herself? Mm-hmm. Charles doesn't. <laughs> he does speak his mind. We will see him in the moods that he gets in. And William has the ability to turn on the charm when that you know when the light right. hits him. So I think it's still it's here to stay. I don't see it ending. Yeah, well, Charles definitely favors his father. <laughs> so with an odd comment here and there. Although yeah. maybe at this age, he he's learned you know better to keep his tongue. But he's trying. I, I think yeah. he's trying. But I, you know, this happened suddenly, and here he is. So I think he's trying to figure it all out. Could you do uh, the chart of the House of Windsor and figure out what the numerology is based on? The asset, I mean, what at least was the tentative birthday of the House of Windsor? Well, yes. Remember, the title of anything is vibration. So the question is, is it compatible to one person versus another? It all matters. The address we live in, that's why I encourage people to alter their address if they're not happy, if the energy is a challenge to them, how to make it better. So, yeah, it all matters. All right. Well, don't change your numbers. That way we'll uh, always be able to get a hold of you. Thank you, Dennis <laughs> McCants. Thank always, you. always a pleasure. I look for you online. Thank you. And uh, that was great. That was just what I was hoping for. Uh, but I'm still searching for more on the research of the official report. So there may be an addendum to this coming up on Coast to Coast. Dr. Bart Costco, back to discuss on immortality next on Coast to Coast AM. This is Ian Punnett.